Next on BYU Sports Nation, Nick Emery tweets his intentions. Are they still to return to BYU? Head coach Dave Rose says he wants more at last night's season-ending basketball banquet. What does more look like? Plus, do the Cougars have too many quarterbacks in the race for starter? And why is the phrase, stay woke in the team room? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Yeah, baby, BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's Wednesday, April 11th. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is playing Xbox, so I'm teamed up with the man who loves him some Rampage, Jason Shepard. <laughs> All right, all right, look, I, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. I, I cannot get behind this Rampage movie. I, I just it's have based no, on an arcade It game. is based off of an arcade game, yes. It's quite the stretch. Yes, but, you know, San Andreas, Rampage, look, come on, come on. Jumanji? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's funny. Yes, you I know, I plan to see it, it. I do. Yeah. It's, on, yeah, yeah. it's on demand, I, I should just yeah. watch it. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, this is not a movie that I plan to see. I'm sorry. Okay, but it's based on a video game, and last night I went to a movie based on a bunch of video games, essentially. Which I have seen, and it's Ready awesome. Player One, which brings us to a 12-second movie review. Hit it. Ready Player One's a video game version of Avatar, directed by Steven Spielberg, that is 1,000% an ode to the 80s. It's super fun. The main characters are people I was very familiar with, but they work. It was fun. It was nostalgic. It was Spielberg! Look at that, right on the money. On a scale of Jake Heaps to Jimmer Fredette, which is the range in which I evaluate the movies. That's how most people do it, actually. Yeah. I give it a Cody Hoffman. Not the greatest movie of all time, but really, really good. I liked it. Steven Spielberg uh, brought back some of the magic uh, from before. It's not Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Indiana Jones, but it's entertaining. It's really entertaining. And you saw it, and you liked it. I, I saw it. I loved it. Ready it Player is my, yeah. my, uh, my 15-year-old son. It is his favorite movie of all time. Wow. Like, that is right in his wheelhouse. He loved it. He's seen it multiple times already. Yes. I, it, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that movie, and a great soundtrack. Uh, I, I went in Provo, and uh, basically every BYU and Utah Valley student was at the movie theater watching A Quiet Place. Because everyone's going to all, see Jim from Tuesday. the office. And it's Tuesday. It's, it's Tuesday. five bucks in Utah. That's exactly right. Why do you think I was at the movie theater? <laughs> Hey, a good guest lineup today. We're going to talk with linebacker Butch Pau, my conversation post-BYU uh, spring not game. And uh, first baseman Brian Sue, who uh, deals with seizures but has become this force on the BYU baseball team, one of the best stories right now in BYU sports. But first, let's rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Last night, Nick Emery tweeted the following at 2.43 in the morning. My plan is to be back in cougar blue. We all have challenges in life, but I believe strongly that God doesn't put us through a trial we can't handle. God bless everyone. That's a good tweet. If you're going to tweet at 2.43 in the morning, curious time, though. Jason, what's your reaction to the tweet last night from Nick Emery? Uh, I was really happy because we had heard when Nick uh, had first withdrawn from school, his intentions, he said then, was to come back to BYU. But there's been some time since then. So... You wonder, has something changed? Is it, are his intentions to still come back? And so the fact that he tweeted again last night that he, his intentions are to be back with BYU and wearing the Cougar blue, it was, it was exciting because if he's able to come back 
this this upcoming season and play with this team, that adds a talent that that BYU could really utilize. To be able to have that type of player in the lineup to add to what you've already got coming back, that that is a big, big addition. So it was great to hear that he's still on track in his mind to come back to BYU. You always want guys that can score the basketball and play defense. That's the case with Nick Emery. There are four dudes who have scored 1,000 points in their first two years at BYU. Nick Emery's one of them. You want that guy, right? So, yeah, I'm with you. This is, this is good. He has never said he didn't have intentions of coming back. But the question is, does everything line up? Like, is he good to go? BYU wants him. It, like, I, if everything works out and he's back, that's great. It feels like everything's going to work out. I hope it does. If it doesn't, I'm going to be disappointed, frankly, because – I saw Nick Emery as a four-year guy here. Obviously didn't foresee kind of the personal struggles. You never can. But I hope that everything goes well for Nick. He comes back and he contributes to this team. I think part of the reason that BYU didn't compete at the level they wanted to last year was because Nick Emery wasn't there. You lose Eric Mika. You don't replace him in any way. It's just too late to get someone of that caliber. And there haven't been that many in the history of BYU. And then Nick Emery could have been a really nice piece. Takes the year off. Essentially a redshirt if he comes back. He would come back as a junior. Look, here's the bottom line with Nick. He looks and sounds like he's in a good place. That's a good I, I hope that, so, that's yeah. a good thing for Nick. That's also a good thing for BYU basketball if he indeed is able to come back. I it, wouldn't tweet a, at two forty three in the morning though. I would I would tweet at a more regular hour. Yeah, but I mean, you know. <laughs> to, to everyone uh, their own, but uh, 243 is an interesting time to tweet. All right. Last night was the BYU basketball banquet. By the way, delicious food. Uh, celebrating the accomplishments of this year's Cougar basketball team. And head coach Dave Rose discussed how proud he was of this year's team, the 24 wins. But he went on to say, however, that he and the players want more. They're happy with the 24 wins, but they want more. He wants more, the players want more, the fans want more, everybody wants more, and the goal in the offseason is to work hard to do more. So, Jerem, define what more is. Let's make the NCAA tournament. Everything else comes uh, underneath that, but one or zero losses to the bottom seven, a regular season split with St. Zaga, getting to the high 20s in wins in the regular season, 26-plus in the regular season. you got to get some quad ones, some quad twos in there and whatnot. But most importantly, let's get back to the NCAA tournament. It's hard to say it was a really good season. Or it's, it, like You can have a good season playing in the NIT, 24 wins. Like I acknowledge the quality that was, but the standard is bigger than that, right? If you want to lower the standard, then I'll jump on with you and say, okay, that was good. Like we're all satisfied. Who is satisfied from the BYU basketball season? It wasn't enough for the program standard. These guys are talented. It wasn't enough. And so more is get to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I think ultimately that's when, and I was certainly interpreting what he was saying and in, in, with my own ideas. And that was the first thing that came to my mind is that I, I've got to assume he's talking about getting back to the NCAA tournament. It's what the, the coaches and players talk about before every season, that the number one goal for us is to get to the NCAA tournament. They don't have to say that out loud if, if it's not the... But, but it is. Like, yes, that, that's, that's the goal. You put some pressure on you by saying that out loud. So if you say it out loud and you don't get there, we're going to be like, oh, shoot. That uh, obviously it's the goal is yes. it the expectation. Yes, I don't know if that's the case. Well, though. but I, I think what was interesting is in we've talked about it on the show. We we see 
tweets and, and discussions about how just how consistent this team is, and they're always yeah, winning 20 games. Absolutely. But it, it was interesting to hear Coach Rose. He's happy with that, but that's he wants to take it to another level. Like he, he doesn't want to just rest on those laurels. It's all about going further, and I think all BYU fans, that, that should excite you that this coaching staff and these players have that mindset. The NIT doesn't excite anybody. The NCAA tournament excites you. That means you got a shot. Like, you could be Loyola Chicago maybe or something. Like, at least you have a chance in that situation. I do want to point out that this same rhetoric happened at last year's banquet. So will we see more from BYU this season? Nick Emery would certainly help that. We could bring his sister Jean. Glenn Tuckett? Glenn Tuckett's the sister Jean. No, but we have lots of probably sister Jeans that we could pick from. (laughs) Yes, we do. Plenty in Orem. (laughs) <laughs> the quarterback position is one we've discussed a bunch and one we'll continue to discuss throughout the summer until BYU declares the starter at quarterback. We know their senior Tanner Mangum, junior Bo Hodge, sophomore. Bo Hodge. That's right. Sophomore Joe Critchlow, freshman Zach Wilson. Return missionary freshman Jaron Hall returns next month, KJ's older brother. And don't forget about Baylor Romney Gunner's older brother and Stacey Connor. Jason, does BYU have too many quarterbacks? Well, I mean, if we want to make this a very quick conversation, well, yes. Yes, they do. Back to you, Jerem. No. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they have too many. Even if you're going to play a backup or a third-string guy, you still have more than that. And as we've seen, unfortunately, because of injuries, backups and third-string quarterbacks have played over the last couple of years. But, yes, there, there's too many quarterbacks on the roster. We're not telling the football coaches anything that they don't know. That's the process they're in right now. That's why in the conversation that you and – and Spencer had with Aaron Roderick, he was talking about trying to get this down to three guys going into fall. And Tanner plus two. Tanner plus two. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's too many. They know that. They're not going into fall with five or six guys thinking they legitimately have a chance to be the starter. That, that's not going to happen. Overall, BYU doesn't have too many. But in the competition for the starter, yes, there are, there are too many guys. Aaron Roderick is going to hold it to three guys, and Tanner's in the mix for those. Who, like, who, what do you do with Jaron Hall? What do you do with the other guy? Um, are red shirts going to be cool for some of these guys? These are competitors. Um, do they want to stay? Uh, are they going to bounce and go somewhere else? The hope is that you can manage this effectively. I'm, I'm going to be shocked if one of these dudes doesn't transfer. I've said that for a few days and weeks now because these are all quality quarterbacks. I, I think that you could throw just about any of the four out there and feel pretty confident. Like, okay, Tanner Mink can get it done. Bo Hodge, Zach Wilson, Joe Critchlow. You feel confident in those guys. It's going to be tough when those guys sitting there as fourth, fourth string unless they say, okay, we're going to redshirt you and we're going to look to you in the future. A guy like Zach Wilson, a guy like Jaron Hall. But Kalani Satake was in here Monday with you and I and said, Jaron Hall returns, we're going to throw in. Two, two more, he meant Jaron Hall, Tanner Mangum. That's a lot of dudes for one, two spots. You don't want to be the third stringer either, let alone the fourth, fifth. Yeah, th- there's, there's a lot of quarterbacks on the roster, but the coaching staff's going through the evaluation process to probably get those three, and they, and they may already have it for all we know, that will have the legitimate chance of being the starter and the backup going into fall. Yeah. 
Everybody loves a good motivational phrase. I think you would agree. I like going to the dentist's office and seeing those. Yes, absolutely. Uh, BYU is no different. We should, you know, we should have had Matt Foley. And I'm not talking about the long snapper. I'm talking about the motivational speaker, Matt Foley. The PA in, uh, at the West Coast Conference Championships yeah. name is Matt Foley. <laughs> very well. nice. Very nice. Well, former Cougar Derek Stevenson tweeted out a picture of a motivational phrase mm. that is currently in the BYU football team room. It says, be real, stay woke. Get strong. After looking up what woke means, I ask you, <laughs> what motivational phrase would you put in the BYU football team room, Jerem? Do stuff. <laughs> Beat UMass. Beat Utah. Grimes is watching. Honor the code. No, seriously. How about whatever it takes? Mm-hmm. And accountability. Those would be two that I think would be good right now. But yeah, Beat Utah would be one I would want in there. Like, you know... I've put a lot of time and effort into what my motivational phrase would be. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about it, Quest actually. for perfection? It's not quest for okay, perfection. Okay, uh, It is just win, baby. I think really? I'm the only person who's really? ever said that. As a that. Chiefs fan, you want to say that Raiders That was fan? more of an ode to Ben Bagley, who's a big Raider fan. Yes. I just need I, – I, yeah, commitment to excellence is another one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's – look – the motivational phrases, celestial execution, or something. <laughs> I, BYU. I don't. I don't think I would. I would go that way. I, I love yours in terms of the accountability. You but like it's, do it's, stuff. But honestly, just win. That that's that's the bottom Whatever line. Whatever it takes, just man. Win. Like obviously within the law and within the honor code. Like <laughs> like do the stuff that you need to do to win, and stay woke. Some people are asking what stay woke means. Yeah, tell be, the people, yeah, Jason. Stay awake, alert focused yes that's what that's what the kids are calling it yeah stay woke i don't know that stay lit would be the best phrase uh in there either but yeah the fra- the phrases in the team room awesome hopefully they uh yield wins right the feud for rookie of the year by the way in the nba between 76ers point guard ben simmons and jazz guard donovan mitchell reached new heights last night when mitchell wore a sweatshirt with the definition of rookie on it because beautiful simmons uh was injured last year and is playing his first season this year two days ago Simmons, when asked about what rookies impress him, said none. The back and forth has gone uh, between these two, uh, making a fun debate on who the rookie of the year is, right? But, Jason, what is your favorite BYU sports feud? Okay, see, this is— And there are a lot of them, There are a lot of them. Oh, my goodness. I tried not to make every single one of them a BYU versus Utah-related thing. Why not? But the first two that came to my mind, look, right out of the gate, Max Hall versus Classless Utah, okay? Versus beer-pouring Utah fans (laughs) on his family. I think that was just implied. Uh, So, yeah, Max (laughs) Hall versus Utah, that's there. The other one— that uh, that was right, like right behind Max Hall in, versus Utah was Bronco versus Suspender Ute. Oh, well, that was twenty twelve. That was 11? one of the best things. That guy is just chirping twelve and getting in guys' faces and just spouting off. And as soon as Bronco turns and comes towards him, the guy just absolutely is scared to death. It was Suspender awesome. Ute. It was awesome. I love that feud. Also, how about this one? Algie Brown versus the George Q. Cannon. That was one in which Algie lost. <laughs> Unfortunately, George, Algie lost that feud. The, the Cannon won in that one. <laughs> I've got a whole list of them. Let's just You've go got like this. 70 of them. Do we have time for this? BYU versus the Mountain West Conference. BYU versus St. Mary's. Della Vadova versus uh, anyone else's opposing face. Bronco Mendenhall versus Independent Sustainability. Spencer versus St. Mary's. Nice. Me versus the West Coast Conference refs. BYU football versus its own schedule. I've talked a lot about that recently. 
BYU versus UMass now. That's an independent rivalry, apparently. Sarah Kamard versus UNLV fans. The Cougarettes versus the world. They're just really good. Cosmo versus nobody. He has no competition. Because, yeah. Yeah. Versus the Oregon Duck, maybe. Taysom Hill versus Brian Sweet, who injured Taysom Hill twice. Ugh. Brian Sweet. Dave McCann versus Torpedoes. Dave McCann versus Yoli Bryant. And Navy versus Royal. There's a lot, man. Like, there's an unlimited amount. Which brings us to our question of the day. What is your favorite BYU sports feud? At Jake R. Jake R. Kemp. Max Hall versus all of Ute Nation. <laughs> Not the tribe, the Utes. Just the mere mention of his name is enough to cause any Utes to have a conniption. Nice. You don't, you don't see that. Word. You don't I'm not see sure. conniption in text I've very much. No, yeah, I don't know good. if I've ever seen conniption spelled. Yeah, this is a lowbrow show. Max will always be one of the great heroes, hero QBs in BYU history, but that press conference moved him into the legend status. I was in the room for that one. I was in the room as well. Yeah. The best part about this whole story is still to this day he does not back down from it. Oh, he came on the show during the season <laughs> he and did. said, I hate Utah. Like right great. out of the gate, pre-question. That was great. So good. Keep the uh, tweets and Instagram comments coming. Use hashtag BYUSN. Coming up a little later, Kyle Collinsworth goes for a near triple-double last night for the Mavs. Is this a big deal or no deal? But first, how does linebacker Butch Pau think the defense performed in spring ball? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU baseball begins a three-game series tomorrow night in Portland, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Jordan Wood will get the start on Thursday. Hayden Rogers on Friday. Saturday starter has not been named. All three games can be heard Name it. on BYU Radio. And Brian Sue, first baseman for the Batcats, will join us later in the show. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and whatnot. Our question of the day. What is your favorite BYU sports feud? Some good tweets coming in. At Twig Stone, my favorite is Sports Illustrated versus BYU. In 1992, Douglas S. Looney called BYU the most hated team in football. Even though I was young, I recall tons of back and forth over this. Spawned the I love the, mo- I love the most hated team t-shirts. Also, at HCollier88, Spencer Linton versus a 4940. <laughs> well done. And he adds, Jerem Jordan versus 17-plus predictions. I've actually accomplished that, unlike previously mentioned things. And uh, Jerem and Spencer versus Jason Shepard and the countdown. Oh, yes. That is, uh, that is, that that is a heated feud. It's very heated. I think, I think I've had enough, have enough time off the countdown that I'm willing to possibly embrace it. All right, we're going to test something right now. We're going to test it. Oh, we are? Are you giving not, audio time to find it? This has not been discussed at all. Not one time have we talked about this. Hit it! Countdown to the Wildcats. What is it? 143. I don't know the number. We had 145 with Kalani the other day. It's two days since. Couldn't remember. I don't keep track of it or care as much. But now, okay, 143. I don't know if we're doing it every day. <laughs> when we get when we hit a hundy, we're going. Okay, Look, keep keep any, the tweets coming. Anything under 300 is countdown worthy. Okay, it's back on. I'm not doing it. <laughs> We've talked a lot about the offense this spring, and notably so since the Cougars have a new offensive coordinator this season. And a quality uh, BYU defense will be required as well against this schedule. Middle linebacker Butch Powell was injured for a bit of last season, didn't have a takeaway or a sack in 2017. Now Powell is ready for a senior season with a motivated defense. Here's my conversation after the wet, rainy spring not game Saturday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. 
All right, Butch, this was a cold one, man. What was it like out there today? It was fun. The defense did really well today. I mean, I was proud of the younger guys. A lot of the younger guys got reps. Backers did really well. Messed up on just a little things, but that's something you can work with. So assignment-wise, we did our thing. We were assignment sound. And so now what the only thing we have to do now is just get stronger and focus on the little fundamentals so we can get better for the season. Elaborate more on the linebacking core and what you saw from them. So what you see from the younger guys from, from just the first day of practice is you see a growth in understanding what kind of plays are going to come about in first and ten, second and long, third and long, third and short. And so you see them take advantage of that, and you'll see them scoot up when it comes to their alignment. Usually we're aligned between four and six yards, and when it's third and three, they're lined up at three yards because they don't want the offense to get that first down. And so it's just those little things that you're seeing that that's allowing them to grow and develop their game. So I'm really proud of them. Today was an introduction, it seemed, for some people to Christian Falau. And uh, Isaiah Kafusi, what did you think of those two? Christian did really well today. He's someone I've been working with, and Isaiah as well. I mean, Isaiah last last spring ball had had a wonderful game, and today they had him playing a whole different position. He was playing Fred's position, and so he knew that he had some big shoes to fill, but he did an amazing job for him, and he played probably 60 snaps. And for him to do 60 snaps and play that well and consistently, that's pretty impressive. And then for Christian, he's going to be the face of the linebacking core in just a couple of years. I mean, He's a kid who understands the game. He, it's starting to slow down for him a lot more, which means that he's becoming a little bit more patient when it comes to reads and is able to react a lot faster. So you'll see those guys, you'll see their names a lot more this season or in just the next couple of years. Early last week, you were frustrated after practice about the way the defense played. Do you feel like you took steps forward since that moment? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, our defense today, what you saw was you saw them run to the ball, and that's something that you can't coach. When it comes to assignments, we're going to break down, of course, but that happens throughout the games. I mean, that happens with the best teams in the, at the professional level. What we don't want is for guys to not give up, and so what you saw today was our guys fight, and we're going to continue to fight and get ready for Arizona. Who are some of the offensive players that stuck out to you from the scrimmage and in spring ball? Um, I mean, not to be biased, but my younger brother is someone that's come a long way. I mean, That's pretty biased. <laughs> he's a guy who, uh, who kind of struggled at the beginning but kind of found his rhythm. And today he struggled because it was kind of wet, but he's someone that has stuck out to me. Zach Katoa and Squally Kenner are two of the running backs that we have. I mean, Riley Burt is another one that is going to impress a lot of people. Last year against Hawaii, he had a couple runs and did really well. And so... I mean, the team, the offensive team as a whole is at a whole nother level this year, and so we're happy for them. How does it work from your perspective as a leader on the defense as to your interest level in who the starting quarterback will be? You know, for me, that's not, that's not up to me. I, I don't really care. I just want the best guy to be there um, and the guy that's going to help us win. And, I mean, all of them are competing, and so it's going to be a tough battle for that spot for Arizona. But Either way, I feel like we're going to be okay because each of these quarterbacks that we have right now each have experience, each have the fundamentals to, to play the game, and so I think we'll be okay with whoever starts. As soon as the final whistle sounded, there was a great celebration there. Can you describe what happened on the field? You just see a lot of excitement. You, I mean, a lot of fans have come up, come up to us and told us players that they just feel a whole new vibe to this team, and so that's something that we feel with a whole new coaching staff coming in and Coach Kalani now being – not more involved, but just telling us that it's okay. It's okay to have a year like that. And so with him kind of motivating us for this next year, it allows us to be like, okay, well, we're going to get this weight off our shoulders. We just have to prepare for the next couple games that we have in the season. We'll be okay. So we're excited for this year. Okay, thanks, Butch. Thank you.
It's Butch Powell, a senior linebacker this fall, Saturday after the uh, spring scrimmage at LaBelle Edwards Stadium. Looking at Powell's stats, so he, uh, in 2016, before he got hurt, 83 tackles. Remember, he had 16 tackles against UCLA. Seven tackles for loss, sack and a half, one pick, one forced fumble. Last year, uh, nine fewer tackles, uh, four fewer tackles for loss, no sacks, no picks, I ex- no forced fumbles. I expect him to have more of a 2016-type season now that he's healthy. Yeah, and without question, him being healthy is number one for, for him because we've seen the production when he's healthy. The one thing that stands out to me every time I hear an interview with Butch is how invested he is in getting the other guys ready to go too. It's not just preparing himself. He, he talks all the time. I've been working with this guy. Or I've been working with this guy. Be, taking that type of role as a senior, as one of the guys that the other players look up to, I think that's huge. And being able to kind of impart that wisdom and say, all right, okay, here's what we've done. This, this didn't necessarily work. So maybe try this. I think having a guy like Butch, and not just Butch, but other guys on the team that have been in those experiences to be able to pass that on and help some of these younger guys, I think, I think that's a big deal. And he talks about it almost every time that we, we get an interview setting, just how, how much he's, he's working with these other guys. I think it's a great thing. Cougars need him to be good. Yeah. More like uh, 2016 Butch Powell. Our question of the day, what is your favorite BYU sports view? This is, uh, this is working. This question's working. At YFangirl underscore JB. Educated BYU fans versus uneducated BYU fans. There's got to be a Cougar board reference in there somewhere. <laughs> you said it. At uh, Shay Lawrence C. A few of my favorite feuds. Men's basketball versus ADK. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. That's a great BYU one. BYU versus Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper uh, of Vegas. BYU, grew up a UNLV fan, of course. The, uh, the, is he still leading the league in home runs uh, with the Washington Nationals? Had six last count. <laughs> said he hated BYU on MLB Network one day. It's like everybody thinks that if you're Mormon, you, you've got to like BYU. All the Utah fans are like, no. <laughs> Utah State's like, no. <laughs> uh, how about this one? Uh, Sean Bradley versus Keith Van Horn. Sean Bradley versus Keith Van Horn. I actually liked Keith Van Horn. For some reason, he was a more likable character. I don't know. His Twitter game uh, in recent years strong Twitter is, has, uh, has been very strong. Yeah, one of the greatest youths of all time. <laughs> Maybe about, the greatest youth. How about this one? <laughs> uh, T.J. Haas versus Portland fan. <laughs> yep, and can't quote that one on uh, BYT. It's pretty good. At Andy Splats, Heaps fans versus Riley Nelson fans. That is a really good one because going into the 2010 yes. season and even 2011, yep. there were, it was it was divided, man. Were you with Team Jake, Team Riley? Team Jake, Team Riley. It was like is like Team Edward and Team. It was t- it was t- it was Twilight. It's Twilight all over again. When those th- that's like at the same time. It like wasn't they were the both same big. time. <laughs> I can't believe I just brought up. Keep Twilight. the tweets coming. Hashtag BYUSN. Uh, Jason versus vampires. Yeah. <laughs> coming up are the Bat Cats looking at this week's Portland series as another must sweep. Brian Sue, first baseman for the Cougars, joins us in studio. Mike Littlewood didn't tell you that, so not yet. He didn't tell me that. And next, Fred Warner dropped an entire round in an NFL.com mock draft. Is that a big deal? This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back. Jeremy and Jason in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. Let's check out some of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. This morning at 2.43 a.m., Nick Emery tweeted the following. My plan is to be back in Cougar Blue. This is good news. Nick Emery, 1,000-point uh, scorer through two seasons, sat out this last 
season for personal reasons. Last night, the Cougars also had the held the end-of-season banquet where Dave Rose said he wants more next season. Former BYU basketball player Kyle Collinsworth in the NBA now finished with 10 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists in a Dallas Mavericks loss to the Phoenix Suns. Collinsworth played 44 minutes in the season finale. Well, nicely done. Uh, you know, Mavs out Mavs of, aren't going to the playoffs. Out of contention, yeah. and so were the Suns, but uh, nice showing for Kyle Collinsworth. Hopefully he continues with the Mavs in the future here. Nick Underhill from the Saints Advocates podcast says, Tomasi Lalile plans to make a pre-draft visit to the New Orleans Saints. It's also reported that Lalile met with Kansas City Chiefs following his pro day performance. Yeah, Would you like Lally Land? Let's make that Chiefs? happen, Andy. Yes, and I'm very disappointed that in mentioning the name Underhill that you did not drop a, a Fletch reference. Sorry. We'll put it on the Underhills, Bill. Okay. Okay. BYU softball beat UVU 11 to nothing last night in Orem. Libby Sugg went 3-for-3 three three from the plate, including hitting her 10th home run of the season. The Cougars will travel to lovely Stockton, California this weekend to take on Pacific. Lock your doors. Let's play a little big deal, no deal. Big deal. No deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. We'll go to the control room. Ben Bagley, the producer, a.k.a. The Voice, will give us a situation. We'll describe if it's a big deal or a no deal. Ben, what do you have? Let's start here. First one, big deal, no deal. Nick Emery stating his plans to be back in Cougar Blue. I think it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Because like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I mean, he said he wanted to come back when he initially left school for personal reasons. And then there's been some time where it really hasn't been discussed. And so the fact that he's reaffirmed that his goal is to come back, I think that's a big deal. It's a big deal for Nick that he feels he's in a good spot to be able to to say that. And it's also good for BYU to possibly get a guy of his caliber back on the roster. It's no deal. We've had no indication that this wasn't going to happen. The expectation has been that Nick would return. So I say no deal. The big deal is that it's at 2.43 in the morning. (laughs) You're going up on the time. Go to bed, man. Get some rest, bro. 2.43 in the morning. It's one thing to like a tweet at 2.43. It's another to like completely flesh out one and include a link. Have you never been deep in thought early in the morning? No, I have. I haven't published it to the world. Okay, well, that's, that's it's you versus him. You're so hung up on the time of the tweet. It's the message I want everything in the to be, tweet. Yes, it's you're, important. you're right. The time is a big deal, though. <laughs> Number two, Ben. New BYU sports feud. Jerem Jordan versus 2.43 a.m. <laughs> Well, it's Spencer versus four nine. <laughs> Big deal, no deal. <laughs> Kyle Collinsworth coming up two assists shy of a triple double and a loss for the Mavs last night. I mean, it's no deal. I mean, obviously you want to get a triple double, but I think the 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 fact that he's getting forty four minutes, and I understand it's the, so forty four is a bigger deal than you. Forty four is a much bigger deal. I mean, mm. you heard from Rick Carlisle, the head coach, who looks like Jim, Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was talking about how we want to. We want to see what Kyle Collinsworth can do. So the fact that he's getting 44 minutes is a big deal to me. Coming up two, you know, two assists shy, no deal. We, we know, we know he, he's going to get a triple-double eventually. I don't know that we know that in the NBA. I'll go big deal because I, I know it's like a garbage game. Two teams aren't going to make the playoffs, whatever. But the fact that Kyle Collinsworth is, one, still in the NBA, and two, uh, had arguably his best game as a pro, I, I think that's a big deal. Continue to get better. Show out. I know the game didn't have the context of, say, a few weeks ago, but to me, this is a big deal. Number three. Big deal, no deal. BYU football having a cornerback, Jared Capisi, kicking a 47-yard field goal during the spring scrimmage 
and making it. You take this one first. No deal. Jared Capisi is not going to be the field goal kicker this year, but it's it's fun. It's not a big deal, but it's fun yeah. that Jared because Andrew Mickelson missed, Red Allman made, and then Jared Capisi goes out there. He obviously doesn't look like a kicker. You're like, who's is this Hunter the punter? Who is this guy? <laughs> And then he get, he nails a forty seven yarder. By the way, yeah, this is forty seven yards would have been the longest field goal made last year. And some cornerback comes over and nails it. Okay, for that reason, it, and I said, why did I say no deal then? Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, let, here's why: <laughs> because Skylar Southam will be the field yes. goal kicker. That's why. Yes, it's a no deal. It was in a scrimmage. It's gr- no uh, rush. There's no rush. Look, I'm not taking anything away from the guy kicking a 47-yard field goal. That's really good. I am. There was no rush. But what I'm saying is he's not going to be in the mix. They, we know who BYU's field goal kicker and punter are going to be. They're not on the roster right now. Jared Capisi would be fourth string anyway. But it's kind of fu- I think it's fun. I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's fun. That uh, we had Hunter the Punter Part 2. <laughs> Which, by the way, Brad Hunter uh, came up to us after Pro Day. He was there. We talked to Hunter the Punter for a sec. Yeah. Really? Number four. Big deal, no deal. In his latest mock draft, NFL.com's Chad Reuter drops Fred Warner a full round from the fourth round to the fifth round. Look, for me, it's no deal. I understand. And Chad Reuter, I mean, he, he knows what he's talking about. But this is one guy. And I understand that this is, you know, you would hope this is coming from information, not just his own personal opinion on all this stuff, but he's getting information. With that said, it's one person. It's not anything to get overly concerned about. These things fluctuate, so I I say it's a no deal. No deal. What's the big deal if he dropped a round anyway? Like, oh, oh, fifth round, oh, I'm so disappointed. It's a big deal for him. It's less money. Right. But for us, are you expecting day Two, second, and third round? Like, what's the expectation? I say no deal. The bigger deal is that he would be picked by the Browns. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Not even... Kai Nakua wants a teammate. That would be good. But I want Kai to be on a team that has an opportunity to do something. I'm, I'm, telling, I'm telling you right now. This is not uh, Cleveland Browns Sports Nation. <laughs> the, the Browns are going to be better because they finally have somebody in their front office that's going to actually make the correct moves. Prove it. So I, I, the the jokes about the Browns, maybe he goes there. Maybe Fred Warner is Listen, the guy that turns it around. Browns gonna Browns. They need a quarterback. They or is it because they don't get any worse? <laughs> it's true. It's hard to be uh, worse than the worst. The yeah. dog pound. Yeah. The, the dog pound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last one. Big deal. No deal. Wisconsin canceling its spring game due to weather. Big deal. You think that of all the schools in the country, Wisconsin would be apt. The corn-fed, cornbread, Wisconsin offensive lineman in the snow or whatever. Oh, I love cornbread. Cornbread with some uh, little honey. No, oh, honey or strawberry, jam, jelly, whatever. All of it, yes. Just mash it up, blend it. Big deal. BYU uh, at Wisconsin September fifteenth. Let's hope that game's not canceled due to weather. Uh, no deal. Uh, yeah, no one's gonna be fretting that they didn't have the spring game. Maybe some upset fans that aren't going to be able to go see it, right. but it, it, it's not going to change how good Wisconsin's going to be because they had to cancel their spring game due to bad weather in the greater Madison area. They're still going to be pretty good uh, in spite of that. That is big deal, no deal. Thank you, Ben Bagley, the voice, the producer. Our question of the day, what is your favorite BYU sports feud at BYU for me? Jerem Jordan versus Coach Jetty. The love-hate relationship <laughs> that everyone loves. What? I don't have a love-hate relationship. It's all love, baby. At Kristen1258, Jerem Jordan versus 4th and 19. Just had to do it. 
Jordan. Yeah, it's been a while since we mentioned that play. <laughs> By the way, we're eight days away from April 19th. Perhaps we get Johnny Linehan on the program that day. That seems like a very great thing to do. Let's do it. Ben, let's talk about what guests we want on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Coming up, a former BYU defensive lineman getting some dark horse love in the NFL draft. We'll tell you who coming up. And first baseman Brian Sue joins us in studio. How he has overcome seizures to be a dominant force on this BYU baseball team. This is BYU Sports Nation. Big Deal No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone to BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU baseball begins a three-game series tomorrow night in Portland at 9 p.m. Eastern time. All three games, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, can be heard on BYU Radio. We will talk with first baseman Brian Sue coming up in just a few minutes. Jeremy Jordan, Jason Shepard, live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. If you missed the show at noon Eastern, don't fret. It's rebroadcast at 6 Eastern on BYU TV. Our question of the day, what is your favorite BYU Sports feud at Agent Tag? BYU basketball versus the Richards Building Police. Now, there's not actual police, but uh, prior to the Marriott Center Annex, a.k.a. the YMCA, we need to be calling that. I, I realized that the other day. Yeah, you've been slipping on that one. Sorry, my bad. Uh, the YMCA. You had to have a shirt back in the day, and then it became a wristband. So Jimmer Fredette, during Jimmer Mania, if he wanted to get some shots up and the Marriott Center was busy, he'd go over to the Richards Building. But, but one of the student employees who maintained the integrity of uh, having a shirt or wristband <laughs> say, sorry, uh, you need to have a shirt or wristband. Kyle Collinsworth, Tyler Hawes all ran into these issues, which is incredible. So that's one of the better feuds. Well done on that one. Well played on that one. Uh, a guy who's playing well on the BYU baseball team is Brian Sue. He's now in Studio B, I believe, for the first time ever. Brian, what's up, man? Uh, not much. Just getting ready for, to fly to Portland. You leave a little bit later today, and uh, we, we've talked about last week. We made a, a big deal about Mike Littlewood's words. This is a must-sweep series. How uh-huh. satisfying was it to sweep the series? Oh, extremely satisfying, especially the way we did it. I think, all th- well, we had two walk-offs, and then the last game we had – or we scored the game-winning run in the eighth inning. So, I mean, broke their hearts, but we'll take three wins any day of the week. <laughs> when, when your coach is saying it's a must-sweep, what type of motivation does that add as a player? Um, hard to say because it adds a little bit of pressure, but I guess pressure in certain instances is a good thing, as long as you use it the right way. And, I mean, we already knew that ourselves. We were 3-6 and six heading into the week in WCC play. And after making that regional last year, there's no way we didn't want to make the at least the conference tournament this year. So we uh, we're motivated ourselves too, for sure. You're batting 346, 21 RBIs. You've had a fantastic season and really emerged. Kind of walk us through your time at BYU because your freshman year you played sparingly, and then I believe you get an injury. What's the story there? Uh, well, freshman year I uh, I started the first couple series, but then. Uh, I'll attribute it to nerves. Nerves took over a little bit. I struggled the rest of the year, and then um, that was freshman year. Then I come back last year, and um, I started opening day again, but then I had a torn labrum. So then it was a bit tough playing uh, third base, throwing the ball across a diamond. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I'm playing first base this year. So so how'd how'd you make the jump from hitting 182 as a freshman to 400 (laughs) last year, 346 this year? That's a big leap. Um. I mean, 
biggest thing I think is just working with uh, our hitting coach Trent Pratt every day, or not every day, but every other day at least in the cages. Every day sounds better though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll say every day. Working with Trent Pratt every day in the cages, just fine-tuning my swing, like just getting, uh, I guess, good advice from a former pro. Yeah. See, here's the thing about Brian. Brian, if if he's not the best, he's one of the best bunters on the team. <laughs> so, like, what goes into being a really good bunter? Um, and how much pride do you take in the fact that you, you've proven yourself pretty good at that role? Actually, it's funny you bring that up. I've actually struggled with bunting this year. I think I'm 0 for 4, 0 for 5 on the year now. Jason, why you got to bring that <laughs> no, no, no. up now? Which is, but it's Come great. on, man. You ask anybody on the team, and you ask who's the best bunt. Almost everybody will say Brian. Okay. Oh, didn't know that. Uh, I mean, biggest thing is getting your eyes behind the barrel, and then soft hands, and then getting it fair. Yeah, can't really explain it other than that. Sacrificing for the team. <laughs> yeah, sacrifice brings forth the uh, the runs, right, in this case. Uh, Brian Sue, the first baseman on the BYU baseball team, is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, last week was a pivotal series, an important one. Now you play Portland as you try and make the top four. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the conversation been like this week after last week's sweep? Um, at least between the players, uh, biggest thing we're just saying to each other is just keep it going, like, Use that momentum heading into this week. Like, even though we're away, we won't have the home fans there. Uh, just, I guess, stick to the course. Did you discover something against Santa Clara that wasn't there? Um, not me personally, but that might be a question for the coaching staff. I, Whatever it were. Yeah, because Mike <laughs> did. was pretty fired up, right? There was yeah, team meeting. He definitely. was fired up. Uh, that you is know, true. And, and he calls it a must-sweep. So maybe you uh, rekindled the flames of something from earlier in the season. Who knows? I guess maybe it did uh, force us to focus up a bit more. Hmm. Yeah. Should he say it again? <laughs> um, Just keep it going. Would, that lose, <laughs> would, that, would, that, would it lose its, uh, its momentum constantly saying it? Uh, I guess it depends on which player you're talking about because he called out a couple of guys in the meeting. But then, yeah, <laughs> depends on who you are. You have a very interesting story and one that I, I know some people are aware of but a lot of people may not be you suffer from seizures I do so first of all what is what has that been like for you as an athlete throughout your life dealing with seizures um so they actually started my sophomore year of high school so by now I've gotten pretty used to it but then um it's less with playing sports more with life uh, in terms of what it affects cuz not allowed to drive like, I avoid caffeine, alcohol, all those things. I don't go to movie theaters, stuff like that. So, like, sports is almost uh, like an escape from that, I guess. Mm. So it's nice being able to come to the baseball field, get my body moving, just play the game or go play basketball, which my coaches probably don't like me doing. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it affects life, I think, a lot more than just sports for me. Well, and if if I remember correctly, I believe it was Coach Littlewood that had mentioned, or somebody had mentioned that you actually because you've kind of you've got a pretty good uh, grasp on on the situation, you mm-hmm. can kind of actually feel some of the early signs that something may be happening, and, and you can say, "Hey guys, maybe I, maybe I need to come out of a game or, or something along the line." You have a pretty good handle on it right now. Yeah, yeah, it's I, they call it an aura where you feel kind of funky before one happens. So then there's been a there's been a few instances this year already where 
I guess, especially double headers where I'm a bit worn out in the second game where I'll go up to coach, be like, hey, uh, can you put someone in for me? Like, I need to rest the rest of the game. Yeah. There may be, uh, you know, younger athletes watching this who mm-hmm. suffer from seizures. What mm-hmm. advice would you give them as they try and pursue kind of what you've done, which has become uh, a good Division One athlete? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing, well, get your sleep. That's a big thing. And make sure uh, you eat regularly, keep your blood, blood sugar levels right. And uh, I think the biggest thing that's helped me is uh, taking deep breaths regularly. That helps calm my body and mind down. That's good advice for everybody. Like that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that is. I'm going to take that into account for sure. Brian Sue is on Peoria Sports Nation. Do you get a chance when you go on these road trips to places like, say, Portland to uh, see some things? Or is, is it all business you go in to play baseball? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. It's mostly business for us because uh, even when we visited Hawaii earlier this year, um, like, yeah, we visited Pearl Harbor and uh, the PCC, Polynesian Cultural Center, but we were there for five days, I think, and I only got to go to the beach once. Oh, come on. So <laughs> plan on doing that more than that, but that's how it is. Yeah, your yeah. senior year. Make sure you take advantage of that. Your yeah, junior definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. for sure. We appreciate coming in. Your fascinating story of how you've dealt with seizures and how you've uh, gone from hitting 182 <laughs> to 400, you know, which is pretty awesome, and uh, this team's kind of rolling after last week, so mm-hmm. we appreciate the time. We would like your signature on our flag, if uh, you don't mind. Sounds good. Yeah, you can send it anywhere you yeah. like. Cool. Ryan Sue, the first baseman for the Batcats, as we mentioned. Uh, baseball series at Portland. They leave today. Starts tomorrow night, 9 Eastern. Hear the whole series on BYU Radio. Yeah, that's right. Let's give them the, uh, the BYU Sports Nation And the BYU Sports Karma. Nation Karma, of course, yeah. Yeah, Brian. We're giving you the you, BYU Sports Nation When Karma. you're hitting 346, how much do you need it? But, yeah, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna give it to them. Coming up, Kyle Collinsworth messed around and almost got a triple-double. Indeed, almost is the uh, key phrase there. And your favorite feuds in BYU Sports history. More of your answers. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Our thanks to today's guest, Butch Powell, linebacker for the football team, and then Brian Sue, first baseman, as we mentioned, suffers from seizures, yet he's hitting 346. This is a starting first baseman. Incredible story from the baseball team. If you missed some of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up on tomorrow's show, how about this? The head coach of the BYU basketball team, Dave Rose, joining us in Studio B. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Nick Emery tweeted at what time, Jerem? 2.43. This morning, quote, my plan is to be back in Cougar Blue, end quote. Also last night, Cougars held the end-of-season banquet where head coach Dave Rose said he, quote, wants more next season. Cougars in the NBA. Once more Studio B, perhaps. That's why he's coming in tomorrow. Maybe. Kyle Collinsworth, 10 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists. Two assists shy of a triple-double. And a Mavericks loss to the Suns. Collinsworth played 44 minutes. Cougars in the NFL. Nick Underhill, put it on the Underhill's bill, of the Saints Advocates podcast. Says former Cougar defensive lineman Tomasi Lalile will make a pre-draft visit to the New Orleans Saints. Also is reported that Laulile met with the Kansas City Chiefs following his pro day performance. Softball. Cougars beat Utah Valley 11-zip on the road last night. Libby Sugg went 3-for-3, three three, including a homer her 10th of the year. Golf. The men's golf team shot six under par Tuesday, tie for first place with Santa Clara at the Guyberger Invitational. The Cougars will participate in the 2018 WCC Championships April 16th through the 18th. 
Volleyball. BYU Volleyball announced a blue and white scrimmage Saturday at 3 Mountain Time in order to prepare for the conference tournament coming up next week because they have a bye in the quarterfinal. So they're going to create their own quarterfinal. Cougars overseas. I don't know why I end up always getting these with the really hard names. <laughs> Brandon Davies had his contract with the Lithuanian team BC Salgiris. Sal- yes. Connus? Why not? Extended through the end of the 2019-2020 season. Congratulations. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter for help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Let's give it to Brian Sue. I like He's done it. a really nice job at first base, in spite of going over five and bunts or whatever. <laughs> he's still the best bunter on the he's team. He's still the best bunter. He's still the best bunter. He he's played really, yes. really well. He gets up to the plate and you're like, something good's gonna Seriously. happen. Seriously. Right yeah, yep. he's played very well. Our question of the day, what's your favorite BYU sports feud at Trey Harris one eighteen? Every BYU student versus the parking police. Those guys are out of control. They're trying to maintain the control, but everyone has a good uh, BYU parking police story, don't they? <laughs> I, appe- uh, I appealed a campus. really small <laughs> ticket one time just out of principle. They're like, oh, you could pay this very small amount and be done. I'm like, no. I'm gonna You're be- like, I'm going to fight this to the bitter end. Your boy won the appeal. So how much did it save you? Be honest. I'm not going to tell you on the air. Is it less, air. less than $5? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but close. <laughs> I'm oh, cheap, that one. At Sir underscore Punserat. <laughs> Sports feuds? How about Coach Carl McGowan versus Coach Skates from UCLA? That is an all-timer. You have to be a little older probably to get that one. But that one is, like, UCLA men's volleyball would win the national championship for, like, tons of years. They'd come into Provo. BYU started to be really good. And then BYU wouldn't even let them practice on the court. They'd make them go in the Richards building. Wouldn't even let them practice in there. And then somebody came up and asked where their shirt was. (laughs) How about at BYU for me, too? Bringing it all back together. BYU basketball versus WCC refs, and oh, then BYU yeah. basketball fans versus WCC refs. Me versus the refs. Yes. yes all of the above. It's everybody involved. Our elite tweet of the day at GU5TAV8. Lavelle versus Laramie. Nicely That's done. That's a great one. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand. I'm going to throw it this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On BYUSN.com. Please don't hit this. I want to watch this throw. Oh, it's a good throw. Over For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Ryan Beck. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time.